guys, you're listening to Millennials at the Movies. I'm Amy. And I'm Novi, and today's movie is Freak Show. According to Google Movies, Billy Bloom is a one-of-a-kind, a fabulous, glitter-bedecked, gender-bending teenager whose razor-sharp wit is meshed only by his outrageous, anything-goes fashion sense. When his glamorous mother is forced to send him to live with his straight-laced father, Billy discovers that he's like a diva out of water at his new ultra-conservative high school. Undaunted by the bullies who don't understand him, the fearless Billy sets out to make a big statement in his own inimitable way. It's streaming on Netflix and Hulu. On Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it a 52 and the audience is 69. And I want to give a little disclaimer right here. We're both LGBT allies and any discussions we have here are not meant to invalidate anyone's experiences or make anyone feel bad. We're just trying to figure it out. Good disclaimer. Um, yeah, I, I came across this movie. I, I don't even know how. I don't remember where I saw it or like how it was suggested to me. Probably one of those like Netflix recommendations. Um and just the title of it and like the cover of it made me go, okay, yeah, I got to watch this movie. And I'll be honest, I was expecting it to be real cheesy and just lame <laughs> just because it was an unknown movie, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I was pleasantly surprised by it. And I think well, I told you immediately you had to watch it. <laughs> yeah. And then you forced me to with this podcast. Yes. And I thought yeah. it was cheesy immediately too. Because it starts out with emo Billy and his 9 million eyebrow hairs (laughs) sitting on top of a building in all black, like a freaking Kingdom Hearts 358 Days Over character. (laughs) Oh, it was his ice cream bar. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, somebody give the boy a sea salt ice cream and he'll be so much better. Things are just, I think sea salt ice cream makes things better for everyone, except probably me. <laughs> uh, it wasn't about the sea salt ice cream bars. It was about being up there together. Oh, well, he was up there alone. Poor boy. Okay, um, whose fault was that? His own, 100%. Well, no, actually, if we're looking at the bigger picture, his mom's. But um, also his own. It was his own decision. He is so dramatic. And I know that's the point of the character but it's one of those like I mean it's a high school movie and we are clearly not in high school so um even more than usual I think I was just sitting there going okay sweetie it's just high school you'll be fine (laughs) you know what I mean like even though his experiences are a little more extreme than regular high school experiences but it still did feel like a high school experience you know what I mean well it's weird to think about it in certain ways because I mean it's the privilege scale On one Mm. hand, him being different is not particularly privileged. Him having divorced parents is also not. His family had so much money. I have not (laughs) owned as many clothes in my entire life as a 30-something-year-old woman as he owns as a teenage boy. Yeah. And not just clothes, either. You know those are some expensive dresses he is wearing. Like like they are I don't know are they real diamonds that's what it looks like it looks like they might have been from like Beyonce's closet expensive shit basically you know um yeah there is a level of privilege there um on an emotional level though I think he is one like he is very very fucked up and in that way like he's been given kind of nothing from everyone in his family as far as emotions go even though and we'll talk more about it but even though his dad does try but I don't think he's always tried in the best ways 
I think my problem is I had a hard time from the beginning telling exactly what Billy's deal is. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes he'll wear just normal average clothing and a wig and just it'll seem almost like he's trans or genderqueer and is just trying to live his life and then other times he dresses up in costumes that are like gender neutral like a big banana or more (laughs) masculine not masculine but not a dress Mm. and it seemed like he was always playing a character not being himself i agree he even says at some point is that the reason he does it is that he doesn't have to be himself. Yeah, I I think at the beginning of the movie, and I, I don't have the quote written down, but he says something as he's looking at himself in the mirror, it says, oh, you again, what am I going to do with you or something like that? And yeah, I don't see a lot of self-love, even though he's trying to like do this whole thing of like, I'm being true to myself, I'm not going to be somebody else, blah, 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 throughout the movie, which is fine but he doesn't seem to know himself and he doesn't seem to like himself um so i do i do agree he's putting on a costume to hide whoever or whatever he is and again i'm gonna blame muv for that because where every time we see a little clip of her and i really really like how the movie did that but every time we see a memory of her slowly we start to see just how shitty a person she was um or is i guess um as an adult looking at it I already was like wow you're a bad mom <laughs> you know like you're a really terrible mom from the beginning because they're staying up late and clearly this kid has no real parents who are telling him what's okay and what's not okay or who are teaching him any sort of like life skills I'll say you know that's that's completely lacking I think Muv at the beginning it seems like Muv thinks that she's doing something good for Billy by telling him to you know be himself and that life's gonna beat you up and you just gotta kick back harder and blah 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 all this shit but as an adult you're looking at it and going wow no this is a terrible uh, parent but I didn't expect her to be such a terrible person on top of that Um, And we slowly start to see that happen. But yeah, she kind of set him up for all of the emotional shit that he goes through. Just even individually, not even having to do with the bullying and all that kind of stuff that, you know, he faces at this new school. Um, But yeah, she wasn't, it seemed like she was also always in character and trying to be this big drama queen person. Um... So I think he learned from that and was like, no, this is what you're supposed to be like. You're supposed to put on a dress and a wig and be someone else. That's what you're supposed to do in life. Which is weirdly abusive, in my opinion. Yeah. Because it's one thing if someone grows up and they grow into that and feel like it's who they are. Mm -hmm. It's another thing for a parent to almost push it on a kid and get the kid to act more like them deliberately and I think that she did yeah and it left him not only in a bad place mentally both with parental alienation from his father and even more parental alienation when he found out that she later on admits that she didn't want him yeah but it sets him in a very bad place 
when she drops him off at his father's house because she trained him this whole time to say, oh, screw what anyone thinks. And then she drops him off at a place where he was not going to be safe, not conforming. Yeah. And it's even before we know anything else about her, for her to kind of teach him never to assimilate, never to be anything you're not, which is a good message, but not always practical. Mm-hmm. And then to drop him off in a place where it's not safe for him to do that yeah. is D minus parenting from the get go. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's one thing if your kid's growing up in LA and you can put them in in a school where you know that that kind of thing is not going to be you know, he's not going to be facing any sort of bullying or anything like that in the school because it's accepted. But to to leave him where you leave him and you know that it's a shitty place that's not going to treat him well, not a shitty place, but I mean, a a shitty place for people like Billy, you know, um, where he is going to be facing all of the problems that he faced. Like, I think think you should always expect that your kid's going to have a hard time in school and prepare them for that setting, no matter where they are, no matter what kind of a child you have, what whether they are a boy dressing in girl clothing or whatever, whatever they are, like even if it's not that, um, you have to prepare your kid that that kind of thing is going to happen. And sometimes it's better to not, I, I, and I kind of hate saying this, but like it could have been socially better for him at the very least to not get beat up if he didn't stand out as much as he did I feel like he went into the school and even when he's in that class he's like hi I'm Billy and blah 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 and he's like trying to be like he's in a musical or a play or something like that like he's acting even in that moment and if when you look in that class like you can tell immediately that's not what you do these people are not expecting you to be dramatic they don't want you to be dramatic even the girl that is dramatic, Lynette, people don't really, I don't think anyway, really like her, <laughs> but they accept it more because she is female. So it's acceptable for you to be a little bit more dramatic if you are a girl, you know, um, which again, isn't fair, but I guess it depends on what you want. If you're willing to get beat up for it, or if you want to just get through high school, you know? Well, I think what really, it, makes it difficult for me with Billy because I would need to know what he is. And I know it's kind of an asshole thing to be like, what's your label? But if he is trans or genderqueer or non-binary or anything like that, it's just like, okay, yeah, express who you feel that you are inside. Mm. But like the musician can't play his air guitar and like he can't take his guitar to class. Yeah. People can't just say, Oh, well, this is my art form. So I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And for him to try and if it's a drag thing for him to do it in class, it doesn't, I don't feel sorry for him that people don't like it because that's not really the place to do it. It's one thing if it's who you are, it's Mm. another thing if it's performative. Yeah. Some people are just trying to live their lives, but if you're trying to perform, I don't feel as bad for you because it's almost like you're inviting people to share their opinions on it. 
it's that doesn't mean you should get bullied it doesn't mean you should get beat up but if people don't like that you wanted to be Marilyn Monroe today people <laughs> wouldn't like it probably if Lynette tried to be Marilyn Monroe today they'd think right. she was weird yeah well and that's what I was saying is like you could just get through high school and not ask for that attention but I do think he I think if we just get rid of the whole like the way he dresses and the wigs and all of that kind of stuff and just look at him as a kid who is from a broken home whose parents clearly were constantly fighting in front of him um, didn't care about his emotional well-being at all were at least borderline abusive um when you look at that and you see what he's doing, where he is going to school, and I agree with you, it is, it's like, it's a show. That's what it is. He, he's craving the attention because he, I think he, the attention that, that was in that family was always on Muv, not on him. So even like his dad, even though they didn't get along, mom and dad didn't get along, his dad's attention was always on Muv because she was such a fuck up. And then his attention was always on Muv because he just idolized her so much. So he didn't get attention and love. And so I think he's trying to get that. Mm -hmm. And he's, I mean, he's not going about it in the smartest way in this school, maybe, but I think it's the only way he knows how. Yeah. And my big question is whether it's meant to be left open-ended because Billy's such an original or if the screenwriter just didn't know what they were going for and was just kind of having him do, like, air quotes, LGBT stuff. Yeah. Like, when someone in Hollywood tries to write a Native American, but they end up taking different things from different tribes because the people watching aren't going to know anyway. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't yeah, know I... if it was a deliberate choice or if it was just them going, oh, well, he's going to do gay stuff now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing, is, like, there's a difference between a boy going to school wearing a skirt and a wig and Billy going to school with this big white like wedding gown and like that crazy makeup that he has on which I think artistically is amazing by the way but like and I know that he was trying I think that was when he was still trying to get kicked out of that one class because he was being so like bullied constantly um, and the teacher was a dick. Um, but still, I'm like, there, there is a difference between somebody who is like, no, I'm, I've, I'm a female on the inside. That's what I feel like. So I'm going to dress the way that I want to dress versus somebody who is literally constantly just being the most dramatic, the most like attention getting person. Because yeah, most of the time, Lily's dressed. It's not like he's just dressed as an, as a girl. You know what I mean? I don't think no, that's his as a goal. character. Yeah. Yeah. But and I and I don't I'm having a hard time remembering now if that starts more with because like his first day of school, he has that hat on. He's wearing semi normal clothes and he's I think he's got some makeup on. And so he's a little dramatic, but I don't I mean, I'm, I'm in L.A. So to me, that wasn't as strange or anything like that. That just I felt like I would see kids like that now, maybe not at my school, but in a lot of places in LA, you know, and that would just be like, okay, that's a normal thing. But first of all, that's LA. Second of all, that's not where he stops. But I'm having a hard time remembering if the dramatic, like weird clothes that he starts to wear, which are artistic, but not normal clothing, 
that I don't even think should be allowed in a school. Honestly, nobody should show up to school in a wedding gown. That shouldn't be okay, right? Let's be against like dress code yeah. or something like that. Um, I don't care if you're a girl or a boy. It doesn't. That's not the point, you know. But anyway, point is that I think he starts to do that dramatic stuff when he says to um, his friend, whose name he doesn't know for a long time, uh, Mary Jane. Uh-huh poor girl um but to her he says that like basically he's gonna do whatever he has to to get kicked out of that school I mean that class yeah um so I think that's where he starts and I think then I'm a little more understanding of it then because that teacher is such an asshole like he's not saying change everything or that you should believe I'm right or that you should even be okay with what I'm doing just switch my class that's all I'm asking for I'm not asking for special treatment just change me into a different class and he won't do it. And it's so fucked up. Like as a teacher, that hurt me the most because I was like, I don't care if you agree with this kid or not, but he's still a kid. And he's at that point, it isn't special treatment he's looking for. He is asking you to put him in a class where he doesn't have to constantly be hit in the head with the weirdest looking spitballs I've ever seen. Or spitballs? Is that what they're called? Um, That I've ever seen. I've never seen spitballs look like that. Like it looked like they were throwing dried up pieces of oatmeal at him or something honestly it's very strange looking well i think you're giving him a lot of credit in assuming that there is another class in that school that would not be throwing spitballs at him no and there might not be but that's all he is asking for is my point like it's not like he's saying i'm not going to come to class and i'm gonna you're still gonna pass me and i'm gonna get special treatment and you're gonna make a speech to the class about how they should treat me better and blah 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 like he's not asking you to do anything difficult and yes he might still get treated shittily in another class that you put him in but all billy is asking for is please just change me to another class you have to take me out of this one and so yeah he probably would still face the same kind of shit in another class but the least you could do is try because it might be better you know you don't know nobody knows that for sure because he doesn't give him the chance to see it yeah I will say this, I would feel worse for Billy also if he weren't such a pretentious dickhead. Yeah, I agree. Because he's all when he meets Flip, like, hi, you're a hot, attractive boy and I care (laughs) what you think and say. But Uh Mary Jane is a sweet girl and she comes up to him and actually wants to know him even though he's the weird kid. Mm. And he's so desperate to have a friend but apparently not desperate enough to listen to her talk or catch her name (laughs) or hear anything when she talks besides blah, blah, blah. And it's like, who the fuck do you think you are? You little (laughs) piss ant bitch. Nobody wants to talk to you. If she wants to talk to you, you should be carrying her fucking books. I think, uh, you know, who he reminds me of that, the, the whole, like, us hearing his thoughts and him him being dramatic kind of oh I won't remember the name of the show but you'll know what I'm talking about the show with the main character being the gay kid and it's his family and he constantly like real O'Neill's thank you yes I knew you'd get me um the real O'Neill's um it's a hundred percent like that in my opinion where he just goes someplace else in his head so he, he doesn't know what you're saying he hears nothing and then it's just like, what? I, I didn't do anything wrong. That's kind of what Billy reminds me of is like he goes someplace else in his head. 
Um, Maybe, but I think Kenny in The Real O'Neills had a somewhat charming nature about him in that way. Mm -hmm. Whereas Billy just comes off as like, oh, the peasant that I talk to. (laughs) She's nice when I need her. Yeah. Although I do think, I put that down as one of my favorite things, not just them, but the friendships. I do think they built it better towards the end where they, at least to me, they made it seem like they were actually friends. And I love that he did finally sit down and say, I don't know what your fucking name is. And I didn't know how to ask you that. Yeah. Like, it's what is your name? Over it took too an long. hour into the yeah. movie. And yeah. by the time that they were actually doing the friendship thing, it mm-hmm. didn't seem like, because he didn't ever go, oh, well, what do you need? Do you like someone? What do you need? It's like, I want to be homecoming queen. You help me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he wanted to hang out with her a lot and asked her name because he needed something from her. Mm-hmm. But she meant nothing to him. And I don't believe that their friendship was mutual. I do. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to draw from personal experience. I'm going to say, I do believe that their friendship was mutual and that he did care for her and would do something for her. But I had a friend pretty much my entire life where I was the girl with like all the crushes or all the problems or all the, like, I was a little dramatic little shit. I mean, surprising, right? Me dramatic. What? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but I had a lot going on emotionally. Right. And I was, I've always been very open. If you're my friend, you know, literally everything about me, you know what I mean? Because I just, that's what friendship is for in my head. But my friend who was always there for me, And even though I was always there for her, literally didn't tell me about anything. She didn't tell me about what was going on in her family. She never told me about any crushes she had on boys. The only thing that I knew was that she liked Backstreet Boys and which of the Backstreet Boys was her favorite. Like, as far as somewhat emotions go, that's kind of all I knew. So imagine then growing up and we grew up together and then eventually finding out that her mom had cancer later, way, way, way later on in life. And I didn't know that she had it for a really long time. When we were in high school, she had already had cancer. And like, I didn't know because she never talked about it. It wasn't like I wasn't there. It's not like I didn't give her the opportunity to talk to me. But I'm the kind of person who is not going to ask you to tell me personal shit about you unless you want to tell me. Like, know that I'm there. Know that I will listen. But some people just don't like to share that kind of stuff, even with their best friends. So on that end of things well yeah I don't know that necessarily was the same where we didn't really see Billy giving Mary Jane the chance to talk but I also didn't think Mary Jane had I mean a she was a secondary character so she didn't get backstory so we don't know what her deal was but b I don't she didn't seem like the kind of person who was like emotional and was going to sit there and talk about how she has a crush on somebody or this or that she seemed like a little adult who just wanted to like work and get things done and then yeah gossip yeah (laughs) No. Um, so, so in that way, I, I was just gonna say I didn't see it as a problem. Their friendship, I thought it was. I thought they built it, and at the end, even though it did take too long, maybe to get to that point where he was like, "I don't know your name," but um, I think they they rounded it out for me anyway. That's a problem I tend to have with movies that are about just one person or from the perspective of one person. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of side characters and they tend to always be kind of nothing people that are very underdeveloped because, of course, Billy is the star. So then you have generic love interest and you have generic best friend and generic dad and generic everyone. Yeah. Well, I do think, honestly, this movie made stereotypes out of every character. 
I think every mm-hmm. single character in this movie was a stereotype. That's oh, you mean like the Heathers? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I didn't even write their names down. I know one of them is Lynette. One of them is named after a seed or maybe a nut. And then there was a third one. <laughs> They're literally just generic mean girls. Yeah, well, okay, I will say it's um, Lynette and Tiffany, and I don't know what the other one's name is, but Tiffany was the important it one was to like, me. It was some kind of seed. Like, I don't know. Let's call her Poppy. No, no, it was definitely not that. Maybe Sesame. <laughs> I think it might have been Sesame. Oh, it might. I think you're right. I think it was. Because I think when he, you know, when they go to him in the class and they're like, oh, we were hoping you would give us some fashion advice since you seem to have it all figured out and blah, blah, blah. And he starts to talk to them and he starts with her and he calls her Sesame. And I was like, wait, did he just call her Sesame? And I don't think I realized that that was her actual name. So I was like, that's a weird insult to give someone what why would you call her sesame and then later tiffany calls her that and so yeah that's actually her her name because billy reading them in the classroom was pretty funny though i really thoroughly enjoyed that especially because you could tell lynette did not expect she thought she was going to go in there and be the like head bitch like she always is and that this boy was going to run away screaming or i don't mean screaming crying you know um, except he was like, yeah, I don't think so. Um, and it was really, really well done. I really wish the three of them had been better developed, though. And I don't mean better developed, like, oh, they were full rounded characters with hearts that got like emotional <laughs> stories. I loved at the end when the Heather Chandler Lynette was running for Homecoming Queen and the other two did a cheer. Yeah, <laughs> a god cheer on top of <laughs> Father, son, and Holy Ghost, who's the queen Christ loves the most, Lynette. <laughs> Seeing more of them in that context, the like assholey God trio would have uh, been so much fun. And we didn't I agree. get that. I agree. I think it would have uh, been unique too, because normally when we get the the plastics, the heathers, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. they are not the God trio who like no. mixes that in but is also assholes that would have been so much fun but i feel like they didn't really add that part to their characters until the end yeah maybe we need a spin-off or something yeah. from this movie <laughs> i do think though I, I i'm guessing it's the way that it was acted because we don't really get anything else lynette was one of those characters for me who i knew i was supposed to hate and who on a certain level I did hate because she was not a good person in any way. She was using the God thing to be popular basically and to be liked. Um, She was mean to literally everyone unless she needed your vote. And even then she was still mean, but she was pretending to be nice by asking you with a smaller voice and, you know, being all sweet. Um, But she was not a good person. She cheats on her boyfriend with his brother, which I mean, fuck the brother too, but still, you know, um, And like all all of this stuff, like she was not a good person. She was a horrible person, but I couldn't hate her. Like I sat there and originally I sat there and I was like, oh, my least favorite character obviously is going to be Lynette. And I was like, no. And I think it's the way that the, I don't know what her, the actress's name is, but I think it's the way she played her. I think that was Abigail Breslin. Okay. I don't know who that is, (laughs) but she played her very, very well. And so I think as like a bad character, like as the bully. She was enjoyable. Yeah, she wasn't a likable character, but she was a fun character to have in the movie. 
Yeah, I like that she passed out when Billy announced that she he was going to be running for homecoming queen. I think it was a good kind of setup or casting choice, I guess, based mm-hmm. on it being like a corn-fed Midwestern town. Yes. That the woman, that the girl who was trying to run against him for homecoming queen, that was like the head bitch, mm-hmm. was not a size zero. She was a little thick. Yeah. And I think that was a very Midwestern choice for them to make that helped set up the scene. Yeah. And I really, I'm like her, her little backup dancers were, were pretty much size zeros, both of them, whereas she wasn't. And she was clearly the most popular. Um, and I liked seeing that too. And it, like, they didn't make it seem like LA. You know what I mean? Even the way these people dressed didn't seem like LA because I promise you, if this was supposed to be LA, those skirts would be shorter, um, the tops would be more low cut, like everything would be a little more extreme. But because it wasn't meant to be LA, I, I like that they trade, uh, stay true to that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, because a lot of times things that get made in Hollywood, you know, everybody's like, well, no, make it a little more Hollywood though. Who cares yeah. what the town is? <laughs> but especially for this movie, the more Hollywood it was, the less likely it was that we would have thought that he was being bullied so strongly for yeah. putting on a little bit of makeup. That's true. Um, I, I have to say a couple of things about um, music in this movie before we go yes. back to the characters and stuff. I love the soundtrack to this movie. So did I. I think I've probably told you about it, but... Um, Perfume Genius is an artist I found out about really, really randomly. I subscribed to this um, like subscription box thing that sends you a record um, of a random artist. And they sent me a record of Perfume Genius. And he, he is phenomenal. I have loved everything that he has put out. Literally every song I've heard of his has been amazing. And I don't, I didn't look up the title of the song, but the, I think it's called Don't You Know... Don't you know you're queen or something like that? Um, yeah, I'm such a fan. Don't know the title. I never know titles of every anything. I'm noticing that with this podcast. I think every time I go, oh yeah, that title of the song, what's it called? <laughs> but um, and the way that it was used to when Billy is starting to like put his makeup on and like be like fuck all this shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna show them who's queen. Um, is really really well done. But also, damn, I should have looked up the song title on the float the song that plays electric love electric love my goodness that's a good song that's one of those songs if it comes on i don't care what mood i'm in i could be like crying and that song will come on and i'll be like yes this is so good and there's other songs too but those two stand out for me the most well the two that stood out for me the most were caplan pour moi it's a fun song but I was upset, actually, that they didn't use Jet Boy, Jet Girl, because it would have worked so perfectly in this movie. Mm. You've heard it, right? I don't, I don't know if I have. I was just going to say that. Oh, it's a song to the exact same rhythm with the exact same backbeat about a guy, who, a younger guy who's dating an older guy, and the older guy dumps him to date a woman. And especially considering the way that Flip and Billy's relationship turns out in the end it would have been perfect also i feel like this movie really could have gone with the like 
in the lyrics of the song, it's he gives me head. And it's like, why are you not using that in your gay movie? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Give it to me. Um, <laughs> that would have been good. You're right. But also, the song that's playing when Billy is in the wedding dress and he's tricked into a room with the people who beat him up. Yeah. The choreography of it being mm-hmm. kind of dance-like and the song being so floaty was not only thematically perfect, mm-hmm. but it was so great. It was yeah. artsy and I actually liked it. Wow. Look at the look at what they've made of you. This movie has made you like something artsy. I'm growing. I'm so- so proud so proud <laughs> um I don't know that song but I agree that scene was so powerful and I think you're right the, the song choice and the choreography but especially the song choice made it what it what it was otherwise it would have just been the kind of scene that you see in movies like this like where you know a gay kid is being bullied and beat up basically but the song added to it a whole new level exactly and yeah it was really really well done and I do like that it was the time that he wore the wedding dress that that happened because the flowiness of the song and the flowiness of the dress and like the train of the dress tangling around him and everything it just worked really really well well I go ahead I knew something was going to happen with that because Mm -hmm. I didn't know that he was being tricked into going into the room but when he was walking down the hall with a wedding dress with a train and no one stepped on the train and made him fall I'm like okay something's gonna happen yeah well I two things first I was gonna add that I thought I thought that scene almost looked like it was underwater and I think it's because of the movements um but also I was confused with the text I know they said that like the class had been changed to whatever to the was it to the gym or whatever it was um I was wondering like who sent that text before we see what happens I was like who's texting him this so I still don't know. Did they? I don't know if they like stole Mary Jane's phone, but like that or Flip's phone, because those are the only two people he spoke to. And even Flip, at that point, I don't think they were like close yet. It was after that that they started to get close. So yeah, they weren't close. They had spoken, mm-hmm. but I didn't look and see who had sent him the text. I don't. I don't think it's specified. And I. I almost. When he went in with the wedding dress after seeing the text and the look on his face, I almost thought he knew that it was a trick. I thought he was going in there knowing, but then he gets there and he clearly didn't know because he turns to try to leave. Um, So I was a little confused about who sent the text, but it might have been that they stole Mary Jane's phone because that was the only person he knew. (laughs) Could have been. Yeah. I talk more about Flip, though. Yes, please do. I don't blame Billy for having a crush on him, but that crush was very much at first just because he was hot. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I don't blame him any more than I blame any other teen movie character for liking someone just because they're hot. Mm-hmm. But he, like the story about his football heroics didn't seem like it would do anything for Billy, so it had to just be like, <laughs> oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, yeah, it had nothing to do with who Flip was as a person or what he'd accomplished. But his shyness in their first meeting was cute, and it was possibly the only genuine moment I felt from Billy for probably half the film. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't just him being an asshole or being, like, violated by people. <laughs> yeah. I-, I enjoy not only that he, like, squeals when Flip says hello, 
and I think he says to him, and you're flipped. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well done. Um, but I do also enjoy that flip is this like charming, sweet guy. I mean, and they build that up with the story, the football story where, you know, he let somebody else have it. Although we later we find out it wasn't necessarily just because he's the nicest guy, but he also doesn't really like football and doesn't want that attention in football and all that shit. But I do enjoy that he is the sweet guy, but one of my favorite things about Flip is that they didn't make him be this perfect guy through the whole movie. They gave him an actual real teenage boy, teenage reaction to Billy and that whole thing multiple times, I think, with him asking uh, Billy to basically tone down your gay. Talk. About, he tells him, like, it's not even like don't dress the way that you dress and don't maybe don't wear the makeup he says like how about during school hours we talk or we're like we leave the conversations to girls and then whatever football and something I think and I'm like you want Billy to talk about girl you want Billy to pretend he's straight isn't it a little too late for that though (laughs) like I think I think we've crossed that bridge it's not gonna happen um I don't think it's a nice thing he does but it is a very teenage boy especially from their town kind of a thing. I'll say something else about it, though. Okay. On one hand, it absolutely sucks to ask anyone to do that. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I don't think he's wrong. Yeah, no, I think he was looking out for him and trying to protect him, and he thought this is going to make things easier. (laughs) It didn't seem like it was coming from a selfish place, or like he was ashamed or anything like that. And the conflict in general between them was pretty great, because... We find out, as you started to talk about, that Flip's name is, what? what is it, Mark? Mark. Generic mm-hmm. white boy. Um, <laughs> so, yep. Mark really loves art and is not a big fan of football or being the famous football boy or being homecoming queen, king. Mm-hmm. He just wants to look at art and do art and hang out and have like some relaxing times but when he's in school he does not talk about art he talks about football and he is not mark he is flip yeah so he isn't asking billy to do anything that he's not already doing that's true so it is more of a moral gray area since he's not trying to be an asshole or like subjugate billy's experience though billy sees him as doing that yeah and it's understandable when it's you and you're like you think that you know like I think Billy thought Flip is the only person who kind of gets him I guess or at least accepts him as he is so I think he was a little hurt that he wanted him to change everything about himself just for these people but a I like that he tried sort of I mean he wore the jeans and stuff he didn't really try he like he like fashion modeled them for them on the (laughs) during lunch but um uh anyway but he did try and I do I like that he admits even he's like I I think it's clear that I would do anything Flip asked me to do and I thought that was cute because he did have a crush on him even if it was was just he's cute you know um well I think beyond at that point it was beyond him just thinking he was cute they had spent time together and talked and and Flip had been so good to him and, like, been there for him after he was hospitalized and okay. in the hospital, even. I hate mm-hmm. that. I don't hate that he was there. Mm-hmm. I hate 
that when Flip was like, okay, uh, you're fine, so I'm gonna go, he faked a medical emergency. I, <laughs> I don't do like when people do that in order like to get some kind of a romantic sympathy. It's gross and manipulative. I yeah, I really wish instead of that what they had done was, you know, that Flip left and then came back the next day. But well, yeah, and then they did that later, so why did you have to do this other thing? Uh, yeah, to show more of how dramatic Billy is, I guess. I don't know. Not that we needed to see any more of any proof, any more proof of that, because clearly he is dramatic, and we already knew by then. <laughs> yeah, but after he puts on the jeans because Flip asked him to, mm-hmm. he decides to dress up as a mermaid with bubbles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he says, "You said after school I can be me, and this is me, but it isn't. It's he's a he's not a fucking mermaid." Well, hey, hey, hey! You can't say that to a white person. All white people are mermaids, okay? Do you know how many people, how many, I'm going to specify that it's usually white females on the internet that say that they're mermaids? Like, no, but I'm truly a mermaid. Oh, yeah, and I'm an Ursula bitch, but you're not a mermaid. (laughs) So you're really an Ursula, but they're not mermaids. Wow. Okay, are you telling me I'm not a sea witch? (laughs) I would never say that to you. Um, But you're bringing up one of my uh, favorite quotes. um, Oh, okay. In that scene. so uh, I was going to say Billy Flip gets there and sees Billy in his mermaid outfit um, with the bubbles and he's dancing and stuff. And he shows up and he says, wow, Billy, you look awesome. And Billy's reaction, which is my favorite quote, is seriously, four hours in hair and makeup. I've been preened, plucked and bustier so tightly that my toes are turning blue and awesome. No, I look atlantastic. I really enjoy that. I love everything about that exchange, especially because then afterwards, Blip doesn't just say, "You okay, fine, you look Atlantastic. He calls him Atlantastic. Like, that's his name now. And I thought that was really cute. It was. And he's so dramatic. That quote alone is the most dramatic thing I've ever heard. And it's so good. My favorite quote was between those two as well. Okay. Um... After Flip starts coming around, Billy's dad starts to hang out with them a little more. And I felt sorry for him, actually, Mm -hmm. because it seems to me the whole movie, like, Billy was kind of gravitating toward the fun parents. Yeah. And he didn't really seem to understand Billy, but he seemed to be trying. And those were some of the most real feeling scenes in the entire movie. Yeah, definitely. But... When Flip starts coming around, Billy is too much like cute boy here, so he doesn't mm-hmm. start like hiding in his room and pushing him away. So mm-hmm. those are the only times that Billy's dad can actually talk to him. Not that he'll only talk to him when the straight boy's there, but Billy will only let him talk to him when the straight boy's there. Yeah. So then Billy starts to kind of decide that his dad only wants to talk to the straight boy and is just talking to him in front of the straight boy. Yeah. So Billy's whole story of explaining that his dad doesn't talk to him Mm. was it ended in Billy saying he turned on me when I was 10 years old. The first time I sashayed across his marble flooring in his wife's satin slingbacks Mm. and a flip confusedly goes, (laughs) that's a shoe, right? (laughs) It reminded me so much of Terminator 5 when John is explaining to Kyle that Sarah's a waitress and he's like, oh, what? Yeah. That might be why I love it, because I have a soft spot for those two idiots and that stupid movie. Yeah. (laughs) But 
I liked the way they played it. I thought it was cute and I thought it was funny. Oh, and you know Flip had no idea what that was before knowing Billy. So you know that's something he's learned and that Billy was proud of him for. And I I think that made it even cuter. Yeah. I... I think from pretty much the beginning of the movie, I there was no point in which I disliked William, um, Billy's dad. Um, I think they wanted us to think that he wasn't a good parent. And I, I in certain cases, I think he wasn't necessarily the best parent. Like, I'll go back to the arguing with the mom things. Like, you don't argue in front of your kids like that. You don't yell at each other like that with your kid there. But then at the same time, mom's drinking alcohol like an alcoholic (laughs) with Billy there and Billy is never not at his mom's side. So that was probably difficult anyway, but I really, really liked William. Go ahead. This is my big question about that though. Mm -hmm. Is Billy's memory of his dad based on what he actually thought happened or is it based on all of the years after that? Was it, they said seven years later Yeah. of his mother poisoning him against this man she hates. That's true. Because there are so many times, especially in a messy divorce, where one parent gets most custody of the kid and just completely fills the kid's mind with, your dad never loved you, your dad was abusive, he was a psychopath, I'm the only one who loves you. I didn't think her relationship with him, even from the beginning, I got weird, like, Norma Bates vibes off of her. She was too touchy and, like... You shouldn't ever have your child rubbing your feet. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. There was weird, like, face kissing, and it didn't seem parental, and it was, I didn't like it. Well, she was a drunk, and we see exactly what that translates to the time he, she sees um, Flip, too, and how much of a slut she becomes immediately. And I'm calling her a slut because she's going after, a, like, I don't know, 17-year-old boy and throwing herself at him. You slut all you want. I'm not judging sluts. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, promiscuous people. Uh, I'm not ever using slut as a negative thing unless I'm calling somebody a slut for trying to, you know fuck a 17 year old kid um but yeah we see that and we see what the alcohol does to her I think so I think it kind of explains and I'm not saying that it's okay but I think it explains why she was so handsy because I think the alcohol made her not realize what the hell she was ever doing I don't think it was that she was trying to touch Billy in that way I don't think so either it just didn't I had trouble With relationships in shows not coming off as familial. Like, I've watched Full House, and I'm like, why are you kissing the baby on the mouth? Don't kiss the babies on the mouth, you freaks. You're disgusting. (laughs) We've had so many conversations about that. Uh, Yeah, I I think, especially, like, if I have a kid, and my kid's going to be an actress or an actor, and you're going to tell me some adult is going to kiss my child on the mouth? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Keep your mouth away from my baby or from my child. Never touch my child ever, please. Thank you. Yeah, I think um, sometimes I have trouble making that come off as familial yeah. and not gross. And I feel like it veered into gross here, but you're right. It probably is just because she was very alcoholic. Yeah. And I think it was a great performance. And I also think it was a greatly written character. Didn't like her, but I, the fact that I'm this angry mm-hmm. means that the character was effective. Yeah, she's my least favorite character of all of them. And I love Bette Midler. I grew up loving Bette Midler. I don't know why. Probably just because I've seen a lot of like the films she's been in. And also because I loved listening to her music growing up. 
and it was also like a family thing like my mom my sister and I watched a lot of Bette Midler together um but like I'm I'm probably one of actually that's not fair to say I think Wind Beneath My Wings is a very cheesy song and I still love it to death to this day um yeah so is the rose but <laughs> oh whose is the rose isn't that, is that also Bette Midler is it oh maybe uh why did I think that was what's her name the woman I don't like the voice of from that same time period. Barbara Streisand. Yes, that's her. Might See, be. God, you you know me so well. It might I be. Enjoy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, point is, um, I think she did a really really good job with this role. And you're right. They wrote like they actually wrote like they didn't give us backstory on Love, but they wrote a complete character and a believable character. Yeah, they did. I think William, the dad, um, I think what I really enjoyed was when he's sitting there, and I want to talk about another character too, Florence, the mm-hmm. housekeeper. Yes. Um, she, first of all, is an amazing woman. I loved her so much mm-hmm. from the beginning of the movie till the end, especially her interaction with Muv, and where she says she's cleaned all the toilets and now it's time to take the trash out. I really enjoyed that. Um, and I just enjoyed her in general because she never tried to tell Billy, like, no, you be you and go out there and show the world who you are. But he, she also, like, because she was trying to protect him, she was trying to get him to kind of, you know, behave like everybody else and dress like everybody else and fit in more rather than stand out. But she also never judged him on it or, like, it was very clear, like, this is a teenage child. It doesn't matter. None of the rest of it matters. This is still a teenage child, and you treat him like that. Um, Plus, the scene with Florence and William, when William has given up and is just like, he's running for a homecoming queen, I'm done, I don't care, like, throws out his glove or something, I think, and then sits there and cuts the ends off of um, the, the toast from his sandwich, just like Billy likes. And I I really enjoyed that scene because A, we got to see that William really doesn't feel comfortable with Billy and the way that he dresses and the makeup and the wigs and all of that. But that he truly loves his son. We see that in that scene, even when he's given up. And I enjoy that Florence was like, you have to keep trying because he's like, I've tried. I tried back then and Muv pushed me away and I've tried now and he pushed me away. And he's like, she's like, yeah, so you keep trying. Like, this is your son. You prayed for a son and you got one, you know? Um, And then seeing him at the end where he came to the homecoming, um, I don't remember what that thing is called, homecoming, whatever, game thing. The voting ceremony thing. (laughs) That's the one, yeah. Um, And he showed up and he was there after the speech and they had a little, you know, touching moment, um, father and son. Ooh, bad wording since what you said about (laughs) mom. But anyway, not that kind of touching, luckily. Um, But you get to see the growth, I guess, is what I'm saying. And we didn't have to see so much of him to see the growth. The little bits and pieces we saw, and then seeing him at the end with the little, like, you know, I'm so proud of you, you won, even though you didn't win kind of a thing. And then the let's go home was, I think that was all I needed to make that relationship better. Yeah, I think that's all they needed. Their relationship is the thing that I liked most in the movie as far as believing it's something. Mm-hmm. I liked that it was the father struggling to connect to his son, though he doesn't understand at all. Mm-hmm. 
and has no idea how to connect with. I felt yeah. like that worked really well and some things didn't work as well. Um, Florence was a wonderful human mm. and consistently the voice of reason and compassion and such a great person. But God, was she dull. <laughs> like, I don't feel like we... I, we needed a character in the story to be like, you know, you have to be compassionate and to tell you how you're supposed to feel about things, I guess. Mm. But the fact that she was always there with a platitude and a bumper sticker was just like, okay, I'm done with you. You're boring me. I don't like, <laughs> I, I am a big proponent of a movie showing you something and not telling you mm. and she was the tell she yeah. was the person who was always there to tell you exactly what the moral of the story was and i didn't like that mm. well maybe it was because you know uh william and billy both were never gonna figure it out themselves so she had to just be like okay listen assholes i'm gonna tell you exactly what you need to hear because you're not gonna t you're not gonna know if we just show you so somebody has to tell you <laughs> yeah and i, I agree want i agree with what you said I want every real life Billy or questioning person to have a person in their life that is the Florence. Right. I don't want every movie to have a Florence. <laughs> yeah. She was, you know, it's funny because she was almost my pick for favorite character because she felt like a warm, like, like a mom, an actual mom that you want to go to when you've had a rough day and just sit with. And, you know, let her make you a sandwich and sit there with her and, and have her, I don't know, play with your hair or something. You know what I mean? That's what she felt like to me. And so that warmth was really, really good, um, especially because Billy needed it so much because clearly he was not getting it from either parent, even though, again, William had tried. He was never going to be like the warm parent, you know. Um, so I, I'm glad that Billy had that. But, yeah, she didn't give me enough to actually be my favorite character because. Maybe it's just because she was a secondary character again, and they just didn't build her too much, or they didn't give her too much of a story, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking um, of unbuilt people, mm -hmm. Bernard. Oh, we're going to have a fun conversation about Bernard. Go ahead. I'll let you begin. Oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> uh, there were a few setup scenes earlier in the movie of him watching Billy or interacting with him, even though some of it is light bullying. And mm -hmm. if this movie were a rom com, at some point Billy would have realized that Flip would never meet him in the middle, and those two would have ended up together. Uh -huh. And I was actually kind of hoping for it, but this <laughs> is not a rom com. This is one of your special most. <laughs> so he tries to sexually assault Billy in a bathroom. I will be honest, when the first, because I've seen this movie now twice, um, the first time I saw this movie, I was really confused by Bernard. When we see him sitting there, I think one of the times during lunch, and just basically stalking Billy, just sitting there and staring at mm -hmm. him, and then it happens again, and then it happens again, and I even said, like, I didn't understand I mean, it, it gets cleared up, but I didn't understand why Bernard was such a dick still, not only to Billy, but then also to Flip when Flip stands up for him, when everybody else had kind of calmed down about it a little bit, at least, you know, like they weren't, it was after he had been um, beat up and everything, after Billy had been. Um, so I didn't get why this one person was still being such an 
like in your face asshole. And then it gets cleared up because he's got internalized homophobia and he's externalizing that on the kid who's proud of being gay. You know what I mean? Um, And so like it does get cleared up and I'm glad that they at least gave us something for that. I mean, I didn't like the way that they did it. No. But he was always kind of the creepy guy in the background. So I also wasn't exactly surprised by it because he, he came out creepy the first time and he felt creepy the second time I watched it too. Mary Jane said at one point that Billy had a stalker, and Mm -hmm. I think they were implying that he was Billy's stalker. Yeah. And it made me sad because the setup would have been good for something else, and then they just decided to do that because it really wasn't depressing enough, was it? (laughs) Well, here's the issue I had with that. I could have agreed with that being the setup if maybe when he was, you know, stalking Billy, he smiled a little occasionally, but he didn't. He looked like he wanted to stab him basically every single time. And it, I didn't made me worry. It did made me worry. It did make me worry. Um, even the first time, like this guy seems really creepy. Is he going to do something stupid? You know, I didn't expect the thing he did do. I thought he was going to beat him up in the bathroom, honestly. Um, So it was a surprise. (laughs) Um, But I I didn't see the potentiality of them being anything or of it being good. Even the first time, I mean, obviously the second time I already knew who Bernard was, but like it just, we had nothing on him. So I was just like, who the hell is this weird guy in the background that's just not doing anything? He has no real role. Why do we keep seeing him? And then why is he still being a dick when everybody else has kind of cooled down on it? Um, so I didn't see it that way, but it's an interesting take. I I do wonder if it was a rom-com, if maybe they would have made him smile at some point. I don't know. I don't know. And- I do like that they gave him a happier ending at the end, though, like where not a happier, I mean, we don't know what happens with Bernard, but he seems to be okay at the end, which is good. And then they have a little high five where it didn't I'm glad that they didn't just make it like a really cheesy like makeup scene where they stood there and he was like I'm so sorry and I was blah 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 you know like that wouldn't have felt right so the little high five was all I needed I was like yeah "Yeah, it was very cool yeah exactly in fact that whole ending scene not that we're I don't think we're done talking about everything else but that whole ending scene was really well done in my opinion you see flip walking kind of ahead of him but they're not walking together necessarily but he's still kind of nearby so you know they're still friends and then everybody that passes by he like waves at or smiles at and even bobo uh, gives him a little nod so you know that he's gone from i'm just voting for you because my ex-girlfriend is a slut and i hate her (laughs) to you're cool and we're cool and you know like i'm on your side kind of a thing um so I did I did enjoy that. I'm glad that they didn't give us some dramatic and I really, 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 really like that they didn't give us some dramatic like flip falling for Billy, like, you know, you know, this time I've realized my feelings for you, you know, like that kind of cheesy scene. I think that's what I liked about the ending, and it's gonna make me sound dicky. Mm-hmm. But this movie had a lot of wish fulfillment set up with the most popular guy in school secretly being an artist and understanding Billy and wanting to hang out with him anyway. <laughs> and Billy running for homecoming queen and everybody standing up and applauding him. <laughs> and I fully expected it to end up with the wish fulfillment. 
like him winning homecoming queen and flip confessing his feelings and him getting everything he ever wanted <laughs> set up for him deserving and mm. it feels more realistic that he got none of it and lynette won and flip is still straight and dating a girl named after a seed Oh, are they still dating? She was so obnoxious in that one scene when Flip goes over to Billy when they're sitting on the bench and talking. And then he goes over. Oh, that was a good scene, too. He goes over to Billy because they haven't spoken in a while. And they, like, have a little exchange. And she's like, um, hello. <laughs> or whatever she says. And he's like, give us a second. And she goes, it's been a second. And he goes, okay, give us a minute. And then she even says, it's been a minute. I'm like, shut the fuck up you're really annoying this guy doesn't want to fuck you even if you do have big tits now like oh yes he does oh good point but i also really enjoy that billy is like you know they're fake right and he's like billy i think i know and he's like oh you sweet sweet boy and i'm like seriously though seriously that was perfect because yeah he had no idea (laughs) um but anyway yeah that was a really special scene um but yeah, like, um, I do enjoy that they didn't make everything a perfect ending because this was not a perfect ending type movie and it would have been really stupid if they did. I'm glad he didn't win or get the guy, but I also really enjoy his little exchange with uh, Flip at the end where he says, well, then how about you do you and I'll do me and then maybe someday we can switch those around or something or flip those around. I didn't write the quote down, but something like that. And he, it takes Flip a second to catch it and it goes oh you wish or whatever or something like that in your dreams or whatever he says and I think it's really great yeah it was really cute because they were able to be like a gay kid and a straight kid who are friends and who can joke like that and it is okay and Philip does not have to be gay or bi or suddenly fall for him you know what I mean like I really really enjoy that they didn't do that because we get I mean maybe throughout the movie we feel like maybe flip has feelings for billy but then it's like yeah no he likes him as a person they get along their friends and that they left it at that is great because there was no reason to believe he was reality Mm -hmm. it is perfectly possible for someone to be attracted to the gender that their friend is and not be attracted to them or it's possible for you to be friends with a gay person and not be gay yeah so like you could be friends with a boy and not want to bone him and him not want to bone you it's no that's a lie oh my god it's not possible at all i'm sorry i've been told my whole life that's not possible okay (laughs) yeah it's they did a lot right i i I also want to go back and mention a character that was such a like minor character that i almost forgot to mention actually there's two they had a lot of really good characters in this movie even though they weren't built characters um but i really enjoyed felicia the reporter um and the way that felicia and uh what's her name lynette kind of like it wasn't even banter because clearly they hated each other but i really enjoyed that because felicia came in here and was like okay i'm gonna tell the story about how lynette is running for homecoming queen great this is my job as an adult to tell the story of this high school yay (laughs) Uh, and then suddenly something exciting happens and obviously felicia wants to report on that and lynette does not appreciate the support that everybody is giving Billy, including Felicia, and steals the mic from her, <laughs> all this shit. And I really enjoyed that. And I thought Felicia was just fun to watch and listen to, you know? Um, and I enjoyed that they brought an adult into the movie who wasn't like this responsible adult person who was just like sick of Lynette's shit, just like a lot of the kids in the school probably were. 
Um, well, she is one of the three actual famous people in this movie, and she's a very well-known LGBT figure. So, mm-hmm. of course, if they were going to give her a role, she wasn't going to be one of the normal adults. Yeah, which is... Can we... Okay, I don't even know if there were any normal adults in this movie, I'll be honest. They were all pretty fucked up, and, and not to say that us humans in reality are not fucked up, but... Like, that teacher is not a normal... Uh, actually, never mind. I'm going to shut my mouth real quick. I'm in LA. I don't know what teachers are like other in other states. Mm-hmm. That might be very normal for um, some schools. Um, but Coach Carter, I thought, was a good adult as well. The because... other famous person in this movie. Oh, I don't even know who he is. <laughs> oh, I don't remember his name, but he's an athlete. Oh, okay, cool. I had no idea. But I really liked... Because... I feel like we saw an extreme level of with that other teacher being an asshole. We saw the principal who was just like, oh, God, please don't sue me or our school, you know, like who didn't give a shit about Billy at all, but was going to pretend to because, you know, my job and all that. Um, But then we saw Coach Carter, who was just a man who was like, I don't fucking care about your feelings. Climb the rope. This is gym class. (laughs) Like... I'm sorry, I don't care. But at the same time, when they're they're assholes to Billy for getting a boner in class, which, uh, okay, I mean, it happens. I guess it's natural. It happens for boys. It's just, you don't control when that happens. So understandable. But his reaction to it of just like, okay, it's embarrassing enough already. Now, you know, get down and give me however many push-ups or whatever he asks them to do as punishment for being assholes, you know? I liked that he was... He wasn't like, no, go apologize to him and you can't bully him and whatever. And he also wasn't like, oh, poor Billy. Okay, fine. I won't make you climb the rope or whatever. You know, he was just like, I don't care about your stupid teenage feelings. Do what you're supposed to do because this is gym class. You know what I mean? Like I'm a, I'm a coach. I'm not here to talk to you about your feelings. That's therapy, you know? And I really enjoyed that because he was a little bit disgruntled, which all teachers and coaches are. Um, but it, like he, I think his character was my favorite in um, the school, I guess, or I guess maybe in, even in all adults, because I liked William and Florence, but I think Coach Carter, maybe it's because I'm a teacher, but I think the way he handled things, even in the locker room when they're fighting, uh, Bernard and uh, uh, Flip get into a fight, and he like comes, he doesn't take sides, he just you know, pulls them apart and asks Flip, like, what the hell are you doing? Are you trying to make me bench you? And tries to get them to speak up. And like, basically, it's like, I don't want to do feelings. You guys are making me do feelings. Can you guys just stop? Can we just play football, please? And I really enjoyed that because so much of our jobs as people who work in schools, whatever the role is, is to like, make sure that our kids emotionally are okay. And some days you're like, no, we, we just have to finish reading this text. Please, can we just finish reading this text one day? One day with no emotional outbursts, please. Um, which is very unlikely, but I get him, I guess, is my point. Yeah. He's not my favorite character, but I do get him. It was hard for me to have a favorite character in this because Billy was the only character that had enough development to be a favorite character, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. I didn't like him. Hmm. I I liked Billy. I really enjoyed Billy um, with his faults and everything because he's a teenager. So he's going to he's going to be dramatic and even more dramatic because of the way he was raised. I understood his the way that he was or why he was the way that he was because of the shit that he had to face in his like family with his parents, you know, and 
I don't know. I, I was always very emotionally supported growing up. So I can't even imagine what it's like to have parents who don't give a shit about your feelings. You know what I mean? Or for your well-being, really, because in the time that he was living with Mav, you know that nothing was normal in his life. Like, I don't even know what the hell school he went to before that or if he did at all. Because who was the responsible person there, you know? Sure. Um, so I, I, did, I couldn't hate him because I was looking at him as a kid who had problems and who was dealing with a lot and didn't know how to and didn't know who he was and didn't like himself. And I think that's really important. I, I hate to say like that's really important nowadays, but it's probably been important for as long as kids have been, you know, a thing. Um, but we see more and more of that kind of thing now where kids don't know how to handle shit so they handle it in stupid ways and I think he did handle a lot of things really stupidly but I couldn't hate him for it if he was an adult maybe I won't say I hated him that's a little far but I will say I didn't particularly like him and I also am not sure that we ever really got to know him we got to know every character that he wanted people to get to know but then what moments were actually him Maybe his, like, Kingdom Hearts moment sitting on top of the bell tower. Um, uh-huh. I, I love that scene even more now because you made me think of Kingdom Hearts with it. I hadn't, I hadn't yeah. connected that. <laughs> that might have been really him. Uh, him first meeting Flip might have been really him. But yeah. a lot of the things were him being someone else. And then who is he? I have, I don't really know. Maybe that's, that's a good... Um... I can't think of the word, but like, maybe that's a good way to look at just being in high school. Nobody does know. I didn't know who the fuck I was in high school. I, I, I don't know that I knew who the fuck I was in college. You know what I mean? And I was in college late into my 20s. So I feel like, and obviously he's more dramatic just generally, but also because it's a movie, it's more dramatized. Um, I feel like it's a good representation, I guess, of like figuring out who you are and putting on a costume whether literally or not or a character or a show for people because you you're more comfortable with them getting to know those fake parts of you rather than the real part of you who you might not like like I feel like that's what his thing was he hated himself and so he didn't want anyone to know himself well do any of us know who we really are Oh, no, don't get deep and philosophical on me. No. I want to talk <laughs> about my least favorite part, or at least the part that made me angriest outside of, you know, the actual bad bullying shit. Okay. In the bio lab, they're doing, like, pig dissection or something. hmm And the class has decided that they're going to take the pig anus, put it <laughs> on a piece of paper, and write Billy a note suggesting it's lunch you know because he eats butt Uh there's a jar that contains a pig head another one that has a heart another lung anus and tissue what the fuck is pig tissue (laughs) the tissue the pig sneezed into Uh no but like wouldn't the biology class want to be a little more specific (laughs) about what kind of tissue because muscle is tissue fat is tissue organs are fucking tissue like, there's a lot of difference between, like, pig muscle and pig liver. Leave and you just have a jar of pig tissue? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they don't want kids to know too much about science in that town, okay? Because God is real and science is fake. 
And well, yeah, but you would figure but... at that point they might have the liver and not the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> but the butt, but the liver wouldn't be a good thing for them to put on a paper for yeah. Billy, would it? But Jesus doesn't want you to touch pig buttholes. That's a good point. Maybe they. I mean, especially like, if you're thinking of the Bible, Jesus really is. I mean, oh, God yeah. is clear about pigs. Yeah, that's true. Oh, but then that's even more like you're a pig. You're horrible. According to the Bible, you're filthy and disgusting here. Eat a pig butthole because you're also a pig. I don't know. (laughs) You're a gay pig. You're a gay pig, (laughs) Billy. (laughs) I found a new way to bully him. What the hell just happened? (laughs) Well, we're going to get lots of hate in this episode. And I don't even know if that's from the like Jesus people or from the LGBT people. Um, okay, can we stop talking about how gay pigs make love now? <laughs> well, I don't think we ever started talking about that, but sure. I'm pretty um, sure you did when you suggested <laughs> that pigs lick each other's butts. I don't know. Dogs do it. Maybe again, pigs do too. That's not necessarily a gay thing. You can like a female pig's that's butt. That's true. That's true. Okay, we're <laughs> we're stepping so far from this. I'm gonna talk about who my favorite character was, even though I agree we don't sure. get enough <laughs> of the other characters. But I truly enjoyed every single scene that Mary Jane was in, and I wanted more of her all of the time. I like that she was smart. I like that she was she still cared about gossip because she's a teenage girl in high school. Um, I like that she was a supportive friend and that she was like she had so like she was so powerful, I feel like, as especially as a nobody in that school. She had so many connections. She was able to do so much and I really really enjoyed that. Um and uh, yeah, it should have been a little more give and take in the friendship maybe but I enjoy that she cared so much about Billy and wanted so much to be there for him through all of it I mean it should have been more give and take but it was Billy's movie that's true yeah um and Mary Jane was adorable and I loved her and I wanted to see more of her but it wasn't her movie so yeah (laughs) I liked her too, but I had that problem with all the characters where it's just like, yeah, I think Flip is one of the most sympathetic characters in the movie, except I don't really feel like I know him. Yeah. Oh, you know what I do think is was really an important scene, by the way, that I don't think we talked about. I think you talked about the scene, but we didn't really, I didn't say this. Sure. Um, when they're laying out on the picnic blanket, uh, Flip and Billy are, uh, and um, he doesn't want to eat the grapefruit. I really enjoy that. Um, but they're laying there and they're talking about, uh, Flip is telling Billy how good he has it and, you know, how his dad really cares about him and all this. And, um, and then he, he basically, Billy is just saying, yeah, basically like, sure. Yeah. My, my life is great or whatever. Um, and how his dad doesn't care about him. And then Flip compares that and says how his dad was abusive to him, um, which I feel like in certain places, that's such a normal thing. Not that I'm agreeing with it or saying that it's okay, but I feel like that wasn't as much, it wasn't supposed to be as much like the beating him on the ass thing wasn't supposed to be like a shocker. Like some movies, like if you said in LA, somebody like hit their kid, like especially in front of his friends, like pulled his pants down and beat him like here you would probably be arrested and your child would be taken from you other places in the country probably not so much it's probably a little more acceptable um however consider it abusive they consider it a punishment yeah 
which uh, we won't go into uh, our own opinions of that. That's not the point. My point was that Flip is saying like, yeah, well, my dad does this and he doesn't, he, like, I can't ever basically do anything that I want. I have to lie to him when I want to go to an art museum and tell him that I'm going to a baseball game, I think it is. Um, and so That all was of this... a great joke, though. Well, which, what joke? Oh, he said he was going to see the Mets, but he went to the Met. Oh, huh. <laughs> I missed that even both times watching it, I think, or I just forgot that it was there. <laughs> but yeah, he, he like basically is saying like, at least your dad doesn't b- beat you, you know, oh. um, and you're able to dress however you want and whatever. And I enjoy that they're sharing their own stories of like, what's bad about their lives, and how that's abuse, but also what Billy feels like is happening to him is also abuse if he feels like his dad doesn't accept him as who he is and doesn't care about him and all of that which again I know is not the, is not true to William but that's how Billy feels because again his mom was an asshole um but anyway that they're comparing that and I enjoy that there's no point where it's like you just don't understand how good you have it and my life is so much worse than yours and blah 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 like they're able to just say there that like my shit is bad like this and your shit is bad like that. And it's okay that it's not the same kind of bad, but that they're both bad. Because I feel like we're not able to say that. It's the thing of like, how dare you say that your life is hard when there's people starving in Africa. It's like, okay, but my bad, my life can also be bad, even though it's maybe it's not as bad as that, but it can still be bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And I enjoy that they allowed that to be a conversation they could have. And I do think it was a unique choice because normally when they have that conversation in a movie, Billy would go, oh, well, maybe I don't have it so bad. Maybe I'm actually really privileged because I have two parents and money. I've always been taken care of and all that. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, that didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was never going to realize that. I think maybe towards the end, he starts to realize that his dad... And he has always cared about him. <laughs> well, he starts to realize it when he finds that his mother only didn't abort him because his father paid her not to. Yeah. And also when his father actually comes out to his homecoming rally thing. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's how it should be. I complained about that the entire time during the Goofy movie review about how I didn't think it was reasonable that the kid should have had to be the one to compromise with the parent because Mm -hmm. you're the parent. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it should have been Billy having to go and be like, oh yeah, I now realize that I was wrong. It should have been a move from the parent first. Yeah. And I think that's what Florence was saying. Even though I know, show no, don't tell. Maybe it's okay to tell and then also show. <laughs> well, it is. I just sort of preferred for them to do any showing at all. <laughs> well, they showed. He showed up. Isn't that showing? I'm gonna stop saying show now. It sounds like a fake word. <laughs> um, did you have anything more to add, or do you want to do don't. final ratings? I'm at okay. final ratings. I'm curious because we're gonna have very different final ratings. So different, yeah. Such different final ratings. Go ahead. I gave it a 48, which is my lowest rating so far. Ouchie! (laughs) I don't think it was a terrible movie. Like, I've told you, I give something 30 points automatically for just being a movie. (laughs) But 
I feel like it was a very surface level. It didn't make me emotional. It didn't have a lot of heart. And I don't think it really felt cohesive either. Too many things happened that weren't really followed through with. So there wasn't a lot of narrative flow. Mm. And I feel like this is the kind of movie I'd see like 10 GIFs of on Tumblr and just be like, I, I want to see that. But then it doesn't <laughs> go further than the GIFs. Which yeah. is kind of sad because they previewed a few pages of the book this is based on, and it seemed based really on deep. A book? Yeah. Oh, now I have to read the book. Okay, go on. Yeah, sorry. the book seemed really deep, and I was actually really like pulled into the story of the book. But mm. this was the movie was more glitter than emotion. Yeah. Well, that's fair. I'm not being as fair. Um, I. I didn't. Fuck oh, fairness. Sorry. Yeah, I, you were done, right? <laughs> I, I was like done, I but like, yeah, fuck fairness. Like, yeah, what you like. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I think after the first time I had seen the movie, I probably would have been a little pickier about it. Even though the first time I watched this movie, I cried so much in so oh, many God. different scenes. Yeah, I'm. I'm the biggest pussy. Is it okay for me to call myself a pussy for crying? <laughs> okay. Wait, I have a question. Did yeah. you cry mostly at the times when it was the teachers not doing what they should have been doing <laughs> for the child? No, actually, no. <laughs> it was, um, I think, I mean, obviously, I obviously cried the most in the scene where he was being beat up and everything like that. That made me really emotional the first time. I didn't cry at all the second time I watched it. But the first time I watched it, I cried then. I cried um, when the dad showed up with, like, happy tears. I cried during Billy's fucking speech. <laughs> I'm a pussy, okay? And also, kids have a soft spot in my heart. And, like, I'm a teacher. And, like, I care about kids' well-being, even though I was saying, like, can't we just get through the tax? Like, that's why I became a teacher. You know that. I want to be Michelle Pfeiffer in, uh, what's that movie called? <laughs> um, but anyway, point is that it did make me emotional. I did connect to it in that way. Um, I thought it was enjoyable. I thought the characters were enjoyable, even though they were stereotypes and they weren't built too much past that. Um, and even the people that you were supposed to hate, I did. Well, okay, I hated Mug, but I didn't hate Lynette, you know? Um, and I enjoyed that we were able to see people like Bobo, who wasn't, basically wasn't really a character at all, but then that he was able to come around and even pass, like, you're going against my ex-girlfriend who I hate now, so I'm supporting you, to, like, okay, I'm on your side. And even well, Tiffany, didn't... too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tiffany, I really liked that they gave that to Tiffany, even though we had no reason for that to happen. It just happened randomly, you know? Um but she did say, like, and it was such a cheesy line, too. Like, she might have gotten my vote, but you got my heart. I was like, oh. What you needed <laughs> but, was your vote, princess. Yeah, like, that's great, sweetheart. But Like, it was anonymous. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, also, by the way, before I say my actual rating, um, the fact that these kids are in such a privileged school that they all get to vote on smartphones. We can't do that at my school because you can't just expect that every kid has a fucking smartphone, you white privileged shits. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was racist. If you can be racist against white people, that is. Um. Anyway, I gave it 100 because I could watch this 50 more times and I think I could enjoy it every single time. The soundtrack was so good. The acting was good, even though I think the character who plays Billy is a little like spazzy a little bit if that's the right word 
like his face does things his body is twitchy a little bit sometimes like when he's dancing especially it's not even like that it's bad dancing just the way he moves um but I thought it was really fun even though it was a like it was a sad movie but it wasn't like what was what did we watch that you were like I can't believe you made me watch this depressing ass movie wasn't it perks oh perks yep that's the one um it wasn't like that this was actually fun at least for me so I I think for me I actually preferred perks because I felt things with perks and I was just like I don't like feeling this sad and with this one it was just (laughs) like oh that that part was funny I wonder when we're gonna get to another part that I enjoy (laughs) that's fair yeah. You're wrong. You're wrong, but you're entitled to your own opinion. We can all be wrong, you know, in our own ways. <laughs> I think this is the furthest off any of our legitimate scores have been. Probably, yeah. I, it's definitely not the lowest score either of us have given. I gave a Terminator movie, like, 12, I think, so. You did. <laughs> and I I think I couldn't give anything under a 30. Maybe we'll find one. I don't know. I don't like movies enough to not give it under 30. I think I don't, I don't have that. Like it's a great thing to say. I know this is a movie podcast guys, but I actually don't really like movies. <laughs> Which is funny because I love movies and I have given less hundreds than you. I, yeah. If if I love a movie, I love it. And it's like, this is my movie. Don't you dare, you know, I I shouldn't have made you watch any of my movies. You're a horrible person. Never. You just don't get it just kidding but (laughs) we'll have to see if next time we can get a little bit higher because we're watching one of my movies Mm. adam's family values starring joan cusack and raul julia hopefully our ratings will be a little closer to each other then we'll see uh in the meantime guys check us out on social media we are on instagram at millennials at the movies we're on Twitter, Millennials ATM, and my personal Twitter is Ami, that's A-M-I underscore movies. And mine is Cantaloupe underscore eyes like the fruit. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.